my God, I just heard that American Pinball's new title is Transformers the Movie from 1987 with the Stan Bush soundtrack. You got the touch. How awesome is that? You know what? It's not happening. Sorry. I know you just got really excited. But how awesome would it be if I could tell you that, that American Pinball has been listening to Canada and picks a theme like that and gets the license for a game like that? That's where these companies need to be applying their efforts. Themes like that that have just been overlooked. You can't tell me that licensing the Stan Bush theme song and all the songs from Transformers the movie and making that game is super expensive. It's more expensive to do this. It's more expensive to make pinball machines for a few million dollars that nobody buys. Come on, American Pinball. Anyway, on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, I want to talk about the fact that the dam is about to break. The first six months of this year haven't really seen much, right? There haven't been a lot of games, but we are about to see a plethora of pinball machines all converging on coming out this summer. I was just thinking if I handed you $10,000 right now or $11,000 and I said, go buy what's out there in the pinball world. You know, I have to bump it up actually because I I see that some of these games cost more than that. Let me say I gave you $12,500 and I said to you, pinball listener of Canada's Pinball Podcast, tell me what you want to buy. Here are your options that will be available by the end of July. You've got The Mandalorian, you've got GNR, you've got Alien Pinball, you've got The Big Lebowski, you've got Punny Pinball or Pinball Adventures, you've got a new game from Spooky, you've got Cactus Canyon Remake, you've got a new game from American Pinball coming out, and you have P3 Multimorphic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I didn't even count Raza. We're going to talk a little bit about Deep Root on this episode. We have to. Because we're right on the eve of July. And when are we going to see Raza from Deep Root Pinball? But here's the thing. We all know this. Like, I just listed all of these games. But the truth is, if I gave you $12,500 today and you wanted to get a new inbox pinball machine today, there is basically nothing you could have today other than P3 Multimorphic. There's nothing. And I don't even know if there's a delay getting those games because all of these titles and all of these companies are backlogged. And that is why this dam is going to break too, because you've got so many people waiting on games that they ordered so many months ago. And that pretty much explains why the pinball used pin market is exploding, because it's a game you could have here and now. And that is why we are seeing these prices go through the roof. It's simply because there's no supply. I want to buy a new pinball machine in a box. There is nothing I can get this week or this month. Even if I order the newer game from Spooky or American Pinball or Cactus Canyon Remake, they're not going to be on the line right away. And the chances of me getting them right away are slim to none. So that's crazy when you think about it, that this big hobby, as much as we say pinball is oversaturated, that there's too many companies and too many games, there really isn't. There are empty showrooms everywhere. Just imagine, let's use a cargument. Imagine if all of these pinball companies were car dealerships and you were going down car dealership row and you had a Stern dealership and a Spooky dealership. Okay, imagine if you were going down that row. There is nobody that you could go in and drive out that day with a car or a pin. There's nobody other than Stern. Now, I don't even think you could get any Sterns right now because they're back ordered too, which means the entire pinball world, the only place you could go, 
You've got to go past the new dealerships. You got to go to the used car lots. That's where we're at right now in pinball. The only place on planet Earth to get a machine this weekend is if you buy a used machine and not just this weekend, this month and next month. And so if you are in possession of an in-demand pinball machine that is in good condition, you should be looking to sell right now if you're ready to free up some money and some capital for these new games that are coming. And there are a lot of new games coming and they're right on the horizon and you are gonna get more than top dollar for your used pinball machine. I mean, I think about the pinball machines that I sold and if I had held on to them, I never saw this coming, but if I had held on to them, I mean, the sky's the limit, Batman Super LE. I probably could get like $25,000 for that today. I sold a beautiful restored Tales of the Arabian Nights. I probably could have got like $12,000 for that, all brass plated and whatnot. But you know what? Nobody saw this coming. But here we are. All these pinball companies, all these new people are into pinball, which makes it very exciting. But there's just nothing new available. And I think it's crazy. And that's why we're seeing the prices spike on all these games like the Yellow Brick Road Edition. We're seeing games spike like Stranger Things. Nobody still likes Led Zeppelin. I still love it that even though all this stuff is going through the roof, I love that all of you out there are like, yes, 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 that's worth more. That's worth more. I'll give you more for that. And then everyone's like, what about Steve Ritchie's Led Zeppelin? Hey, this is going up in value too. And everyone's like, well, no, actually not. Uh, we, that's where we draw the line. Um, we are not going to invest in Steve Ritchie's uninspired Led Zeppelin game. So what has happened this week? So I'm here to tell you right now. I was talking to Charlie over at Spooky Pinball, and we are not going to get the game revealed today. I just asked him for a simple exclusive. Can you let me know when you're going to reveal the game? And he said, if I knew, I would tell you. We just don't know. We're waiting on some approvals. Everyone over here is working around the clock on this game. People are coming in at all hours to really get this game ready to go. I have a feeling they're making games right now. I don't think they're pressure testing them. I think they've been pressure testing this game for a long time. I think they're making games. I think they're going to pull. I think they're going to jump in. And when this game is revealed, I think it's going to be on the line. And I think people are going to be getting games pretty quickly after they reveal this game. I don't think it's going to be like a two-month wait or three-month wait the way it was with Rick and Morty. So this is going to be exciting. Now, they did something really awesome. They showed everybody the underside of the game. And this is, I think, their June update. I know people were like, we're going to hear from Spooky in June and we're going to get the title revealed. It's going to be early July. I'm just here to tell you, I believe it's going to be early July. And I know there are people speculating because the new Halloween movie trailer just dropped. So I've always said, I think it's either going to be Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, Halloween was the one I heard the most early on, and then some people steered me to Nightmare on Elm Street. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe both of those games are in the works over at Spooky Pinball. Do you think that's what he was waiting for, for the Halloween trailer to drop? I don't know. We will see. Nobody knows what the theme is for sure. What we do know, as we look at the underside of this pinball machine, we do know that Spooky Pinball is going to have a game with a lot of fun stuff in it. And I don't know how the game is going to shoot. Nobody does. But what we do see when we see underneath this game is a company that's engineering mechs. It's a game that clearly has an upper playfield, maybe two upper playfields stacked on top of each other. Because they did tell us there's going to be two upper playfields, and it looks like they both might be 
over on that. I think it's the right side of the game. I can't tell because it's always like flipped and upside down. And that is really interesting. There's drop bank targets. There are two subway systems in the game. There's all these optos. There's these really cool elevator mechanisms run by servos that are by the in lanes or the out lanes of the game itself. And Chuck came out already because he knows people get nervous about servos and servos failing. He said how many times they've been testing these servos and they haven't seen any failures. And if it does fail, he explained how easy it would be to replace them. And I think this is just great. It's almost like Spooky Pinball has done their homework. They have looked at everything happening in the pinball world. They looked at the issues people are having with other pinball companies, and they are getting in front of it. And here's what's crazy. When I did my last podcast in which I said why I was donating money to Spooky Pinball, why I was happy that Spooky Pinball is being transparent, that Spooky Pinball is listening to the customer base, and Spooky Pinball is not telling us to punch sand, and Spooky Pinball is not hiding when their games are having issues, okay? I mean that. I wanna say something right now. The reason why I gave them money was because I support behavior like that. I support you being transparent, and I support you listening to the community. And guess what happens? When I get positive on Chuck and company, guess what happens? Canada gets blowback. Canada gets people saying like, I'm a shill now for Spooky. And he's going to turn his back on Spooky Pinball next. And he's going to do this shill the game. Let me tell you something. I can never win with some of these people out there. If I'm negative, I'm too negative. If I'm positive, I'm a shill. There comes a point when you have to, all of you, all of you haters that are listening right now, you know, I'm not shilling for anybody. I am not taking money from any pinball company. I have no sponsors by anybody. I don't make any money if you buy Chuck's machine. I don't make any money if American Pinball's next machine sells out or Mandalorian sells out. I don't get any kickbacks. I'm not on anybody's payroll, but I will call it as I see it. And if you think promoting and supporting Spooky Pinball for being transparent and being open with us as a community, if you have a problem with that or a problem with me saying that and supporting that, then do me a favor. Just shut off this show right now and never listen again. I'm not making you listen. And for all the haters out there that continue to whine and complain about Canada trying to monetize the show a little bit, I just saw, this is funny, I saw Iceman said that content is basically worth nothing other than entertainment value. It's comical, he said. Well, Iceman, I hate to break it to you, but content has value. Content has value. It's not just for entertainment. There's a lot of work that every single pinball content creator puts into their product. And if anybody listens to any podcast out there with any audience, what do you hear throughout their podcast? You hear advertisements and it's annoying. Kaneda has zero advertisements. He just gets right to the pinball conversation, unlike anybody else. And I want to say right now, we have 88 patrons who are donating to Kaneda's pinball podcast, 88. And I said, I wanted to have a goal of reaching a hundred of you by the end of July. And look, we have over 2,000 listeners. And if you're listening right now, I'm gonna give a shout out to the gentleman who in just the past week have donated to Canada's Pinball Podcast. So I wanna give a shout out to my recent contributors to the show. Thank you so much to John Chisholm, to Mark Nellis, to Chad Spirey, to Marios, to Dale Kitchen, to Pat P, to Sean Fraden, Jamwin, and, and to Russell Williams, who edited his pledge to more money. Thank you so much, gentlemen. And I ask all of the haters out there on Pinside, gentlemen, you all have an open invite 
to come on Canada's Pinball Podcast, join me at any time, and let's have a cordial conversation about pinball, right? Just hit me up at canadapinball at gmail.com. Iceman himself has been saying he'll come on this show for years, for years. Has he ever been on this show? And he knows he has an open invitation, and he's always just around the corner from doing it. Meanwhile, he's so supporting Robert Mueller every chance he gets, and he's always backing companies whenever they don't deserve to be backed. It's such a weird stance to take. Iceman, we love you. We love your passion for pinball, but you know what you're doing, and you're doing it for a reason. And look, it's the same reason people do stuff like that, because they want the attention, and it's fine. If you're on a forum and you're doing a pinball podcast, you do it for attention. These men are driven by the thumbs up. They really need to feel like, I said something that another grown adult agreed with about pinball. Guess what? Nobody cares about any of it. So this spooky game is coming out real soon. Now, what does July look like for pinball? Now, we know that Spooky's new game is coming. We don't know the theme, but man, it looks like it's got a lot of fun stuff in it. And I also love the fact that when you look at the game, you can see a lot of targets in the game. They need targets and not posts. That makes me confident. It's not going to be so bricky and have better flow. So I'm super excited. I know Chuck and company are super excited. And I know some of you out there, you, there's a lot of spooky skeptics out there. And look, I understand Spooky might not have made a game for you yet, and I would not put most of their product up as being comparable, but I think Spooky is really doing it the right way. They continue to learn and evolve and get better. And Charlie said something to me. He said, you know, contrary to what some people might think, making pinball is very, very hard. And where is the company that told us making pinball was easy? Where is Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland? Now, I put up a new Raza Relief offer. And if you've been following me on Facebook, here is my offer to everyone who's in on a Raza. For those of you who left a deposit on Raza, you put $1,500 down. Now, I said I will offer $2,000, $2,000 to buy someone's $1,500 Raza deposit. So you make 500 bucks and you get to get off the train. And guess what? Nobody. Nobody wants to get off the train. Now, do I think Raza will eventually happen? It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. But from what I see, who knows how much money to get it done? Because at this point, we all know this. There is no way after all of these years, after all of this money invested in Deep Root as an entity, as a pinball entity, I don't care what Deep Root Funds makes, I always get annoyed when we see this argument of like deep root funds is actually what's making all the money and then they're pumping it into pinball. It doesn't matter. Let's look at them as a pinball company. There is no way that you could ever make money or be successful in a pinball venture if after all of these years and all of this R&D, you only sell 122 Razas. And I know what they're thinking. Oh, we're going to come out with Raza and it's going to be super limited and the price of a Raz is going to skyrocket. That may or may not happen. But even if that does happen, let's say Raza comes out and immediately it goes up to being 15 or 20 grand because there's only 122. Here's the part that matters the most is Deep Root won't see a single penny of that increase in price. And if they only made 122 and they're now worth $20,000 and they sold them for $9,000, that's an idiotic move. 
and maybe they sold them too early. And as I've always tried to tell Robert and company over there, imagine if they made 150 Razas, okay? Before the order banks opened up, if they had assembled and made 150 Razas, put them in boxes and had them ready to go, in this current pinball climate, he could have sold every game for $20,000 if they were made and ready to go to customers. He would have, and yet they won't, and yet he didn't. The idea to take orders on that game in December and then lock your order banks because you tried to create manufactured FOMO, and so you barely got any orders, and now you have to make only that many games, and you know the true cost it's going to take you to make each of those games, they are losing more money on every single Raza they make. I'm just gonna say this, and I don't have actual numbers, but I have to assume that if they make these 122 Razas after five years of the money pumped into Deep Root, they are gonna lose more money on every single Raza they make than any pinball machine in the history of pinball. This is like the Pluto Nash of pinball. Remember that movie with Eddie Murphy? That was like, it lost more money than any movie ever. This is like Waterworld. You know, this thing has cost so much to make and there's no way they can make any money back. And it's not like the next title to come is going to be the one where they make up ground. How can you make up ground with Food Truck? So this is where we're at with Deep Root. And I think Robert said there's going to be another update in July. Now, he didn't tell us what year... I look at Deep Root right now with one word, and the word is irrelevant. It's not relevant to anybody right now. It's not relevant to me, to you. It's only relevant to 122 people who have money in this company and expect a product. 122. Spooky Pinball will sell on day one 750 to 1,000 games in one day. 122 Raza buyers. Stern Pinball makes 122 games in two days. Let me repeat that. In two days, Stern Pinball could make every single Raza order. And yet, Deep Root and company got up on stage and told everybody that they were going to ship more games in a year than Stern Pinball. And so, at what point do we have to pull up those sound clips? You know, the last thing Robert said on my Facebook page was, we're laughing at you laughing at us. And I don't get that. I don't, I don't really get that. Right now, as of today, as of June of 2021, Canada's Pinball Podcast makes more money a month than Deep Root Pinball. I've amassed more money through my donators than they've ever made. They've never made a single penny. And am I rooting for them to fail? No. Do I think they're going to succeed? No. Because I just look at the numbers. You can't be successful in pinball if you don't ship games. It's just that simple. You can't be successful in pinball unless you give people themes they want. Are they doing that? No. You can't be successful in pinball if you don't know how to manufacture. And manufacturing is the key. Manufacturing is what sinks everyone's pinball ventures. Do they know how to manufacture? No. So unless they show us something different, unless they show us games on the line, unless after all of this Raza manufacturing knowledge, they now can flip the switch and start getting to their quad manufacturing and start cranking games out quickly, like they said they would. They once told everybody, if you order a game from us, you'll have it in two weeks. 
I mean, I have the sound clips. I have the interviews to prove it. They can't go to their lawyer and accuse Canada of making up or fabricating lies. This is all stuff they've said. And so here we are. We're almost at July. It's all become irrelevant. Now, it's great. It's great pinside content. It makes for a great place to go and laugh at something. And that's what's happened. I mean, you look at the amount of pages on the Deep Root thread. Let's look at it right now. How many pages the Deep Root thread has? Hold on. The Deep Root pinball thread started three years ago, has 19,000 plus posts, and is at page number 384. I want to read something. And this is from three years ago. This thread was started three years ago by This Week in Pinball, okay? Three years ago, the following was posted on This Week in Pinball. Deep Root Pinball has been quietly making progress on their path and plan to become a major pinball manufacturing company. They have been in licensing talks for several major pinball titles. They are currently looking to hire a pinball game designer and a game writer. They are hoping to have their manufacturing facility finalized in the next two to three weeks. I mean, right there. Three years ago, manufacturing was supposed to be finalized in two to three weeks. Now, you can't erase all this. You can't erase all this. You know, and there's not like a lot of people supporting this or cheerleading it. There are thousands of people that are just like me and just like you that are looking at all this and saying, okay, here are all the facts. Here's everything we know. And right now in 2021, as real hard work is going on, as real games are going out the door, this company is just irrelevant right now. Now, the pathway to becoming relevant is all in their court. And it's not about like trying to sue people or go after people. The only way they become relevant is if they ship games. And I'm gonna give the same advice to Robert Mueller that I gave to Andrew Highway and anyone else who's in the pinball world. If you want to get the monkey off your back, just ship people what they paid for and ship them on time when you told people you'd get them their games. I'm looking at Dutch Pinball right now and I'm in that thread and, and those people who have bought these games are now waiting forever for a game. And the wait to get a Dutch Pinball Big Lebowski is over 12 months. But the good news is you'll eventually get it. You'll eventually get your Big Lebowski. But I would also argue that Big Lebowski is another game that went from being the bell of the ball to a game that is somewhat irrelevant. Same thing with Alien Pinball. These games had their moment. They had their chance to win people over. And all of the negativity, all of the money lost, all of the heartache, all of the headache, it doesn't just go away. It actually sticks with these titles. Like you can't look at a Big Lebowski and not think about everything that went down. Same with Alien. And so we don't want this. We don't want these negative stories to be part of these games. And I can see it already in the Raza thread, like these owners, it's like they're prepping to get their game, see it skyrocket in value and beat their chest and say, see, you should have had faith like me. Now I have something worth this much money. And the rest of us want to tell you, 12020 gentlemen, we don't care. We don't care if your game goes up in value. We don't care if you made 10 grand or 20 grand. That doesn't matter. What matters to us is you showed us who you're willing to support. You showed us 
who you value. Now, for those Zidware guys who got burned from day one, we do have empathy for you because you have no choice now. Like, you, you've just been in on this thing for so many years. But the new money that went in on it, you know what you're doing. You know who you backed. You know who you supported. And that is why the rest of us are just like, eh, we don't care if you make money. Does it make you a better man because you made $10,000 on a pinball venture? No, it doesn't. And at some point, when you look at this hobby, it is a little bit of a microcosm of who we should support, of who we should stand behind, and who we should invest our money in. And this has been my journey over the last six months of pinball is I've gone from highs and lows. I've gone from being in love with a brand, in love with a game, in love with this company to the point where like, I don't even want to think about the company because the company like has treated me so poorly. And now I'm not excited anymore about a certain company because of that. And I get to wake up every day and choose who I want to support. I get to choose which company I want to buy from. I get to select games that make me feel good. You know, you, you might be the kind of person who could separate the product from the company. You know, you might think Steve Jobs is a jerk, but you'll buy an iPhone. Okay, I get it. But Steve Jobs didn't do anything personally to you. I think pinball is too small to be like that. Like, you don't know who made your TV. You don't know who screwed together your car. You don't know who put together your watch. But when it comes to pinball, you know who these people are. And these companies are all tiny little companies. I mean, these are small companies. These aren't billion-dollar companies. And so for you as a customer of pinball, there is a level of respect that you expect from each company. And I think you know which companies you can rely on and which companies you can't. For the companies out there, they have the ability to win people over or to lose favor with the community. And the one thing, and this is true with anything in life, whether it's you or a company or your job or your relationships in life, your actions and your behaviors speak louder than words. If a company is having issues with play fields, right, for example, yes, I want them to say something, but I don't really care what they say because I won't really believe what they say. The thing that matters most is action. I want to see them do something actionable that shows us they fixed the problem. And then I want them to communicate what the action was. And we haven't seen that, right? Putting a little seal of approval on the play field is not an action that really worked. I want to know like what the process was. Like, walk me through the process you did to change the play fields from falling apart to staying together. Now, speaking of process, I was talking to someone else in the pinball industry who had some inside scoop into, like, this new game from Spooky. And this has nothing to do with quality, but this is interesting. So Spooky Pinball is going to make a lot more money on every single game they sell than they did on Rick and Morty moving forward. And the reason why, I heard, is that the P-Rock system is expensive and all the parts from Pinball Life were expensive. So it sounds like Rick and Morty was really like a game in which so much money was going to Pinball Life and to Jerry over with P-Rock. Now, I'm not sure if the Pinball Life stuff is a little bit of like Denise making money on each game and parts coming from Pinball Life, and that's why, and Scott designed the game, it makes total sense as to why so much of Rick and Morty's money was going in those two directions. But with the new Ben Heck board, and with Spooky taking a lot, I think Spooky's taking more of the game manufacturing in-house, they're going to make much more money on every single one of these new games they make. And that's a good thing for Spooky. It is a good thing for Spooky, and I think they'll be more enthusiastic as they put every game together. I'm excited. I'm excited to see this game soon. 
I'm excited to see what's next from the other manufacturers. Now, let's talk quickly about American Pinball. American Pinball really is still just all in on Hot Wheels. I'm on their Facebook page, and every post is about Hot Wheels, and it makes sense. Like They made this game a year ago, didn't sell very well, and they want to keep pumping Hot Wheels. Roger Sharp's decision to make a stripped-down Hot Wheels game didn't work out. We know why. Now, I don't care about the old American Pinball. As far as I'm concerned, their first three titles are the past. And David Fix is there to turn a corner with this company. But it's July. He came out in December and said there's a new American Pinball, and the first game is going to be a game from a junior designer. So where is it? When will we see it? I do think we're going to see it in July. If they don't get it out now, you got to think about this. You've got all these spooky titles coming out. You've got Chicago Gaming Company is about to release Cactus Canyon Remake. And I best believe that Spooky and Chicago Gaming Company are somewhat talking to each other about release dates to give each other a window. I don't think it matters, really. I think Spooky's going to sell every single game out in one day. And I also think Cactus Canyon Remake, I think they're going to sell a ton of Cactus Canyon Remakes as well. And it's back to the point I made at the beginning of this podcast, because there's nothing There's nothing new in box you can have. So the moment a new game hits the line anywhere, they're going to sell a ton of them. I mean, I almost feel bad for Deep Root. If they actually had games on the line, they would be selling hundreds of games a month, if not thousands a month, if they could make them. Just they don't make anything. You, You can't be in pinball if you don't make anything. And so American Pinball has a golden opportunity here. But as I've said before, This next title for American Pinball is going to be a title that's going to be very interesting for them. I don't think it's going to be a licensed IP, but as I mentioned, because of the drought of new in-box games, even if it is like Legends of Valhalla or Wrath of Olympus or whatever it could be, I still think this is a great window, but they need to get it out. I don't know what they're doing. And they also, the thing they need to do is they need to start rebuilding their community. There is no community for this brand. There's no community around Hot Wheels, Houdini, or Oktoberfest. And when I look at their social media, and I look at the way they're active on Pinside, they don't really do anything to keep people excited and relevant and talking about them as a company. And maybe you could argue, well, they have nothing to talk about. But in the meantime, right, in between game launches, you still need to be more active in getting more people to put you on their radar. And we know this, in the next couple months, because there's gonna be a lot of new stuff out there, and we haven't even talked about the fact that thousands of people have already sent money in for Mandalorian, and thousands of people have sent money in for Guns N' Roses. So you do need to win some market share from people's wallets, and American Pinball just doesn't seem to get that. They need to hire someone who's charismatic, They need to hire someone who's got personality. They need to hire someone who can help them create an audience and a following for their brand. And man, if I only knew someone, no, I'm just joking, ladies and gentlemen, they can't afford me. Some people who think like I need the money, I don't need the money. I I do this for fun. I do do this for fun. And I enjoy what I do for major brands. uh, and, And this is a hobby for me. And I never let this hobby take over. I would never try to make a career out of pinball. I really wouldn't. It just wouldn't be in my best interest. Now, that being said, absolutely, Brenda, myself, and Killian, we are so thankful for everybody who contributes to Canada's Pinball Podcast. We really are, because this is a lot of work, and I do put a lot of hours into this. I've created more, and I mean this. I've created more pinball enjoyment 
than a lot of the pinball machines that have come out over the last five to six years. And you know it's true. Deep down inside, you know it's true. For some of you out there, you've listened and enjoyed Canada's Pinball Podcast more than you've even played your pinball machines. And so there is some value in that, Iceman. There is some value. Doug, you're always telling me how much money you're making, how rich you are. That's great. Share some of the wealth with your favorite pinball podcast. We'll be back next week with more episodes, and I think we're getting very, very close to new titles. Be patient, people. Be patient. In the meantime, have a good weekend. Don't get too upset. Don't be on pinside too much with a diaper on complaining about everything. Enjoy your lives. Life is very short. It's just a toy. It's just lights in a box. It doesn't make you cool. If you flip your Raza for a profit, it doesn't make you a cooler human being. All right? Nobody's laughing at Canada, laughing at them. Canada will always have the last laugh. Later, everybody. You got the touch. You got the power.